What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the 215 Seamer Podcast. Bit of a slow day today. Not really much going on. Uh, pretty boring day all around. You know, I had work. I'm sure these guys will tell you all about what they had. Wait, never mind. It's the trade deadline. What am I talking about? Yeah, I'm here with Matt and Dylan. Sorry, I forgot what day it was. Um, <laughs> so, guys, what do you want to talk about? We got to talk That's about the Phillies. We got to talk about the Phillies first and foremost. Before we get to anything else, we got to talk about the Phillies. Doesn't it feel like to you, the trade deadline, and I, you know, you guys are more plugged in and on Twitter than I am, it feels a little bit like it's you're in high school or like even middle school, rather, and there's rumors going around about who likes who. And it's just, you know what I mean? Like Jessica likes Todd and that, and it's on Twitter, and it's like, oh, they like Ladon, <laughs> they don't like Ladon. What's going to happen? I don't know. The whole thing kind of cracks me up a little bit. But again, yeah, the college student, I think that's uh, extremely accurate. Uh, <laughs> that was actually a really good way of putting it. I never even thought about that. <laughs> but, yeah, this team likes that. And, you know, this guy wants to go to that team. That's actually a really good analogy. So, uh, <laughs> uh, Dylan, yeah. It's like Yik Yak for the MLB. Oh, no. Twitter Yik-yak's is the, no, no, Twitter. Yeah. Twitter Twitter takes and just like during this entire deadline, that is the equivalent of Yik Yak. Imagine yeah. imagine if Yik Yak was the main social media app where people got their news <laughs> and you just had like random burner accounts just shouting out different things all the time until you had like some some sentient like profile that would just tell you like the final like a verified thing. Account. yeah yeah like the verified the song, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right well uh which which trade do you guys want to go into first um i think we should go into the first one well i mean we kind of talked about like i mean we kind of mentioned it at, like we haven't really mentioned in uh edmundo sosa but i guess like that was the first one uh, I'm so, not gonna lie. I completely forgot they made that deal until right Yeah, now. I mean, like to be fair, that deal was so minor, and I thought that that I thought Sosa was just gonna be like shuffled around as part of uh, like a setup deal of some sort. I thought, yeah, I thought it was insurance for something like a yeah, thing. because they have another infielder. But now you have all these infielders, and it, yeah, I don't know. What do you guys I, think? I just assumed that they were gonna move them, but none of them moved. <laughs> Like they I, didn't I get no rid of a single one. We used to have, I have no idea. 12 like first everyone... basemen. Now we have yeah. seven shortstops. Like, I don't know what to do with this team. Yeah, uh, I have no idea about The only thing I know about uh, Sosa is that he's the Cardinals player that nailed me up in the face. So yeah. yeah, the Bob I mean, anything you do in New York is going to be bad. Just ask the Mets. So. True. Yeah, I, that's probably more of a you guys territory there. I I just don't know anything about him. I know we lost JoJo though, and not a lot of people like that. But I don't. I think was they, okay with that. Was he going to yeah, get any I, like time? Probably not, especially if the Phillies looking for a reliever today and getting one. Yeah. So. And and the dude had like an above seven ERA for like all of his starts since last year. So I was like, you know what? He's part of the old bullpen. I want the new bullpen. So it's like, I, I don't want any of that. And, you know, at the end of the day, the Sosa deal, not that big of a deal. The next deal, though, the Brandon Marsh deal, I think is very significant. Um, I can honestly admit, I will be the first one to admit that this trade, I was not, you know, I was not too. Uh, yeah, it's not flashy. Like it. It's like, I, oh no! I, I, my initial reaction was like, <laughs> oh my god, we're literally just trading for another Mickey Moniac. You were quite his, upset. His, I mean, his stats are more like, I mean, Mickey Moniac. I mean, like he he's better than Moniac, but I mean, he's very similar to Veerling. He like they're both hitting around the same average, have the same power on base percentage, everything only. The only difference is that he has a better, better glove. glove and he's a lefty. So now Veland, I guess, I guess can go up the righties and go. I think yeah. Thompson told the media today that he that uh, Marsh would be the everyday center fielder. Yeah, so they did they confirm that. that 
He's only yeah. 24. So mm-hmm. I think the Phillies are banking on their, again, their player development system. I love to see the confidence that they have in that, uh, whether it's, you know, it hasn't exactly been tried and true over the last few years. I mean, they just gave up on Moniac, the number one overall pick in, what was it, 16 or 17, whatever it was. 16. Um, 16, yeah. Yeah, so it's another roll of the dice project kind of acquisition, but you know that you're going to get a really good defender. Uh, from what I've read, he's pretty fast, too, on the bases. So, uh, yeah, good defender. Hopefully you can develop his bat into, uh, I think he's a 220 or 230 hitter now, if you love that. Yeah, he's, he's got 230-something. He's 230 right now. The another question thing I, was, I read about him. Yeah, go ahead. Sure, no, I was just gonna say, I want to know what what you know about Marshall because I know next to nothing about him. So he kind of looks like Jason Worth, but I think <laughs> the 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 issue is like is the price tag of just Oh Hoppy, right? Oh Straight yeah, Oh Hoppy for Marshall, yeah. and it's kind of like, man, I thought Oh Hoppy would be the one in the deal for Rodon or for for some Marvel. Yeah, I think. Go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say, I honestly think that at the end of the day, we did get a good deal because Ohapi was blocked. Like, if you look at our 40-man roster with Ohapi, I think he was the fifth catcher on that list. Mm. You know, we had Marshawn, Donnie Sands, Real Muto, Stubbs, and him. Like, someone was going to go. It was either going to be Marshawn, Sands, or uh, – for him but he had the most value so it made sense that they would move him but they also said that he was one of the five untouchable prospects which by the way they traded two of the five untouchable prospects quote-unquote untouchable prospects today um they did get a lot of value back so i think in the long run it'll be great and a lot of those guys are either in double a or single a so well actually both of them were in uh double a but you know, I don't think they're going to touch the big leagues for another year or two. So we'll see how this trade and those clubs benefit from the trade in, in a we, year or we two. We don't really have the luxury of prospects anymore. You know, at this point, we're not the Angels. We're not certainly not the Pirates who look like they, their whole team is just AAA guys. You know, like their whole team is just prospects. We, we have to get something known i guess some major league talent level whatever that may be for you know for prospects that are a couple years away i mean you know a lot of people said that like the main reason why the angels wanted to trade uh marsh in the first place was because he was more or less the fourth or fifth outfielder he was on the same level as joe adele you know hot like high prospect very talented hard to make an outfield with mike trout so exactly yeah one thing yeah exactly and you have the like (laughs) and you have the what is it um the surge not the resurgence but like the surge of tyler wade as well um Mm. with joe adele so it's like you need to find a way to fit that guy yeah exactly you need to find a way to fit him in but when he was playing and he would get consistent at bats consistent games he was flourishing you know, according to, you know, the scouting report. So I think that if he does, now that he's going to be the everyday center fielder for the Phillies, he's not really blocked by anyone. This is, I think that he's going to benefit for this. This is going to be like the same type of deal that Stott had, where it's like, you know, getting that everyday time, he's going to build into himself and develop. But I think that Marsh, on the other hand, is a little bit more further along and a little bit more developed than Stott is at the major league level. He's, He's, he's had more time than he has. So I think that, you know, we're getting him, you know, imagine like starting a race 10 steps ahead of everyone else, you know, and I think that that's sort of what we're getting in Marsh when it comes to, you know, fielding and even hitting, because I think that his bat is going to develop really nicely in this lineup. Yeah, I think uh, on the Ohapi front, I think that, uh, I just don't see him being any more than an average major league catcher. You know, I mm-hmm. don't think he's the next JT by any means. I don't think he's Yasmani Grandal by any means. I I don't know a ton of catchers in the MLB, but I, I, I just don't think he's more than, you know, an average MLB catcher who's good enough defensively to stick behind the plate. Uh, his, his bat doesn't really matter uh, as long as he's consistent. Uh, enough defensively. So, 
I know they have a ton of young pitchers out there in Anaheim. I think in was it twenty twenty one where they draft they had like twenty picks and they drafted all pitchers. Like they did not did take they? a single hitter. Yeah. Yeah, there was, yeah, it was last okay, year's yeah. draft. Yeah, it was last year's one draft. Of them where they one did. of them has to be good at that point, I guess. Like, well, no, like I mean, someone has yeah, to like, fuck, yeah. <laughs> I mean, everyone was complaining. You literally keep signing all these bats and have no starting pitching, no bullpen besides Rizal Iglesias, who had got go traded to the Braves the anyway. Version of, uh, that and, and, and literally, they still suck. I know. They're the two best players on the planet, and they still can't, and and they, yeah. and they still can't get to the playoffs. It's it's incredible. It really is such a shame, and but I honestly mm. think that We've I mean Otani from it greatly. I mean we were the reason Jim Madden got fired. So, <laughs> Dude, I was at us. the game. I was I was actually trash talking March. I called it because he had this really long beard. I mean, like mine's long, but his is like yeah, like he's got Doc Dynasty a foot off his face long. Yeah, and I told him he had people living in his beard. I told him he looked like Abe Lincoln. <laughs> I was yelling at him. I I told him to go hop in his uh, horse and buggy, go back to Lancaster. Dude, Dude I, he I was strikes him, out. He had long so socks, much. and I told him to go uh. soccer and to pull the socks down. <laughs> yeah, I was. I was, what was it on was that that day? That first game, I was at that first game, and he went zero for four with four strikeouts at that game. That's um, nice. And I think. Yeah, and and so like I was like I I know he's not like great, but I mean like that was like that was probably his one game in, in like two weeks where he gets the start. You know what I mean? Oh, so he's not consistent. He started the game. The I was, I was yeah, yeah, the, no, uh, the third yeah. game. So it's well, not that, like two twenty nine yeah. over. I mean, however many games they've played now, it's not two twenty nine over starts. like seven. Yeah. Yeah, 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 no, it, it hasn't been okay. consistent play for him. He, he's very much so uh, like been platoon. between 30 to 40. I don't know, maybe okay. around that range. Yeah, I think it was like, yeah, it was like 40 something um, for the amount of games he's played. But honestly, if he can come into himself in the starting role, I think it'll be great. I think that trading Ohapi, like Connor said, was very much so the move. You know, we got. Ohapi had the highest possible value he had, and now we have yeah. a, a guy who we're going to be able to control for, I think, four years now. I think he's got team control for four or five years, uh, Brandon That's Marsh. big. We didn't have a, a veritable center fielder, I guess, you know, who you could control. It seems like it's tailored for him, like you guys were saying, to succeed. You know, like I, I was listening to the broadcast of tonight's game. We'll see if Nathan Nelson blows it or not, but they were saying that sometimes Thompson wants to get hitters in like K Long's lab for a couple of days. And I think he said, you know, Marsh is going to get right into the lineup. But if he's letting Marsh not hit against lefties, right? Veerling can do that. He'll give him days off yet. He'll give him time to start. I mean, what more could you really ask for if you're Brandon Marsh? Yeah. I mean, honestly, at the end of the day, that that that's uh that's what it that's what he's gonna give you. And I think that the more important thing that fans were more impressed with, with at the end of the day was Odubel Herrera getting designated for assignment. <laughs> Finally. Uh, familia too. Yeah. And, and familia. familia. And Familia. I think that people Big were, were very day. excited. I think more people were excited about those two guys finally getting DFA'd than any of the signings, to be fair. So many people, like when they announced the next trade that happened, David Robertson, where they gave up uh, one of the other top five prospects. Former Phillies uh, legend, by the way. Yeah, former Phillies yeah. legend, where they gave up six foot six power pitcher Ben Brown uh, to the Cubs. I don't um, get all the hate with giving up Ben Brown, but he's going to be nothing more than a four. Exactly. Exactly. He didn't touch that's the aces. No, but if you carry and he's not a baby ace, though, because he's higher than the single A. So. No, he's he just okay. got he got promoted to double A. Oh, the the Yeah, they did that like anymore. three days ago. <laughs> I know like, oh, they're they're upping his trade value. I was like, that's not how it works. Okay, <laughs> it's not how he's it works. Double A guys, he's a year away. Yeah, he's, and 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 the most hilarious thing is when they were like, "Welcome to Philadelphia for uh, David Robertson," right? Uh, it, all all the comment section was in, was entirely, "Where's Rodon?" Where's Rodon? 
Announce the Rodon signing. We don't care about this. Announce Soto. Rodon. Announce yeah, announce. Damn it. <laughs> it was, announce it was Harper. Resign yeah. JT. <laughs> no one cared at Sign all that Schwarber. they got Robertson. <laughs> go over the luxury tax for Castellanos. He's the only guy we'll go over pay the, the tax. luxury tax for. <laughs> yeah, pay the tax. Damn it. Pay the tax. <laughs> People are <just> angry. <laughs> um, and then, uh, but yeah, you know that was those DFA's. You know, for me personally, me seeing Nap and Quinn get DFA'd originally during the off season, that was that brought a tear to my eye. This one, that I was, was probably like, the second best day of your life. Yeah, that that was probably the second best day of my life. But this <laughs> one, you know, this one was very good. But honestly, I think I I just hated Andrew Nap and Roman Quinn so much more than either Herrera or Familia. Don't get me wrong. Both t- all I don't know if Familia was t- here long enough for everyone to despise. Uh, yeah, no. He definitely he tried. He definitely tried. Quickly on the despise scale, yeah. On the scale yeah, of I, I hate you, it was a rapid ascension. Yeah, he tried to be When the Phillies announced a and signing and there's here. 400 replies on Twitter, why did you sign him? You're not off to a great start. No. <laughs> Sorry, on the David Robertson, I want to hear your thoughts and your insider stuff, but he's just the relief pitcher for the Cubs, correct? He is not the closer for the Cubs. And will he then be closer for us, or will he be 7-8 inning guy? Not too much of time, sorry. Yeah, no, I, I, um, I think he's – I don't know what he did with the Cubs. I think he was their closer there. Uh, that might have just been the office trade value, which is smart by them. Um, but here, I I don't know if the Phillies still even have, like, an established closer. Um, is it Sir Anthony or is it – is Knable back? I think Knable actually only pitches the ninth and, like, blowouts. Um, and does well. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, I don't know if he'll be the closer here. I don't – Rob Thompson's more of a – like a throwback guy, and he has pretty defined roles. Uh, I think he'll fit in as definitely a later inning guy. Uh, I don't – I think the seventh might be too early for him. I don't know if he has the arm that he used to have. Like, I don't know how hard he's throwing now. Uh, I don't know if he throws hard enough to be a closer. Big football, uh, right? I, yeah, I think I do remember that about him. Is that, uh, that I, I, I don't better weapons, yeah. Okay. Shows how little I yeah. know about him. I feel bad, but. I mean, he only pitched, like, two wins here on his two-year contract. Um, but, yeah, that's enough stalling for me. Matt, what do you think? Matt's struggling <laughs> over there with whatever's going I was, on. I was struggling, guys. I was struggling. I had to answer the door real quick. I'm glad I'm back. Um, DoorDash? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the resignation. In the... I, I wanted to lie, but you know, <laughs> was you I'm a truth teller to all the viewers out there. It was my dinner. According to, I'm going to tweet that out now. According to sources, Matt, this is what <laughs> Confirmed by multiple witnesses <laughs> not but, yet known uh, on the return yeah truth be told i just think that you know getting a good reliever at the end of the day was a really good pick up uh by the phillies i think that it's going to be interesting him getting a second chance and i thought it was really funny yari's coming in with a great attitude because he tweeted out he was like thanks philly for giving me a second chance ready to compete and i was like Dude, I already love you. Like, you should have even gotten the first chance, dude. Like, you, you already got all your money. You should play for free now. I know. I know. He should literally pitch for free. But honestly, he kind of is because I think he only has, like, maybe, like, a few hundred thousand or, like, a million like left a on his minimum. deal. Yeah, he got, like, 3.5 million for this season. So, and he only has, I like – close to what the deal was. And not 100% sure. No, I think Odubel got like a, a five or six million dollar like deal this year, similar to like uh, Familia. All right, well, the Familia was just going to say, oh, Odubel got one year, 1.75. 1.75. Wait, this year? 
I thought he yeah, was not. Oh, that was that was last year. Six million was last year. That was like the end of that was the last was that year. The end deal. of the contract. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah it was the end that, of the end that, that, that contract. It was wow. the end of that that terrible contract we had. Yeah, because they couldn't void it after his. Uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but they didn't. Great guy. <laughs> now he's gone. Quality which is person. Which is phenomenal, but you know, I think that. At the end of the day, all of those trades, the DFAs were phenomenal, and I think Remember the five... he was an all star. Yeah, and he in was 20... really good. Odubel was an all star like six years ago. Yeah, yeah, it was his first year, 2016, when he like came onto the scene or whatever, or 2015. Yeah, it was his second. He sucked out for the all star break, didn't he? Oh, he was terrible. He was really good, and he was, so, just, yeah. he was terrible after the all star. Terrible. Break. <laughs> oh my god, it was like everyone was like Hilarious. everyone was figuring him out. He started becoming streaky. His fielding went to absolute garbage. You know, like, I mean, this is the, you know, I think that baseball needed to keep him around because we needed to finally see someone strike out with a ball going between your legs. I don't think that's ever been done before. You know, Dubal Herrera. Now that it happened like 14 times, the same guy. <laughs> we, we got our fix. It's it, that ball is probably going to go in the Hall of Fame, and then we never have to speak of him again. Just make himself someone strike out. <laughs> someone uh, like stitched the video to, together today. It's a double at the plate, and he has to fly ball to center field. And of course, he bat flips because he bat flips on it. Yeah, he bat flips every time. And then it time. cuts. It cuts to the video of the Phillies losing ten to one in Toronto. Odubel makes a catch in center field, flips the ball out of the stands. With two out. <laughs> <laughs> That's objectively hilarious. <laughs> he, yeah, he's an objectively was, hilarious was player. Literally, here's a video of Odubel bad flipping, lining out to himself in center field. That's literally, you know, <laughs> that's the most Odubel Odubel thing ever because he literally did not know how to play baseball. I've never met, like, that's or accurate, seen. Yeah. I've never seen a professional baseball player who literally did not know what the hell he was doing. It, it, like, you know, like he's I mean, a great athlete for what it's worth. Cause he didn't I know guess. what the hell was going I mean, he didn't know what the hell was going on in the field at yeah, all. He's times. a cross player. He's a good athlete. Doesn't know how to play baseball. <laughs> exactly. He just, he would just swing and then they would tell him something. And then I don't want to get too much on him, but you know, my favorite was be telling he him would something, walk, he would bat just, flip and then he would clap like a caveman. Yeah, yeah. Oh. he would. And then was it? But dude, you know the funniest part. The funniest part about this is that because now that he's DFA, he can still get picked up on waivers, right? Because that's yeah. how. Yeah, he can. Or because they can outright him. So I don't think anyone's going to win. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't know, man. I think, I think that, we'll get like, picked up. I think maybe that, someone would have before the deadline just to see if they could flip him for like anything, but. I, don't, I just don't think that's going to happen now. I think that one of the last place teams will pick him up. Like, I could see the Nationals, you know, because the Nationals seem to just try and – Yeah, play. the Nationals are the 2018 20, – 2016 or 2017 Phillies right now because they got Franco and Hernandez. They're just trying to field a team. I know. They're put on the field. It's incredible. <laughs> Speaking but I mean, of Nationals, Juan Soto. Oh, wait, we, no, no, uh, no, 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 we, we, we got to wait because we'll we got one last deal, two. one last deal. The mighty oh, yeah, Thor. Yeah, we do this in regard, you know, I have a the story Mighty Thor. Do you yes. want to get into the story about it? Yes. Okay, everybody, welcome back. I hope everyone has been great. Uh, no time's <laughs> passed, it's just the second part of the podcast. But our plugged in <laughs> source, Connor, has a story about how the Noah Syndergaard trade one down, Connor. Connor, take it away. <laughs> yeah, I caught a I caught a little bit of heat uh, for this one, so I'm gonna start at the beginning, uh, and then go to the middle, and then go to the end because that's how a story usually works. Um, <laughs> so, so I don't remember if it was today's Tuesday, so it might have been either Friday or Saturday, one of those. One of those days, or Sunday, I don't remember. It was definitely over the weekend, though. I received a tip from uh, 
someone that I know who is very well plugged in with the Phillies organization. And they told me that the Phillies had... cannot say on penalty of death, but it's okay. Yeah, the uh, the source is confidential. That that will not be revealed to anyone ever. I don't think it's my grave. Um, so I was told that the Phillies were in on Noah Syndergaard, and that is what I ended up tweeting. And then fast forward 24 hours to yesterday, which was Monday. So this would have been Sunday. So yesterday, the same source tells me that the Phillies are now considering Syndergaard as a fallback option, a plan B, you know, last resort, whatever you want to kind of use there. Uh, so I'm like, okay, I'll tweet that. I end up tweeting source Phillies consider Syndergaard a fallback plan, last resort. Uh, and then fast forward to about 10.30 or 11 o'clock last night, I get a text again saying, Syndergaard is going to be a Blue Jay. There's a deal in place. Uh, it should be announced soon, or the teams might just wait until tomorrow. I'm like, all right, I'll just wait and see what happens tomorrow then. I wake up, nothing. I have work all day today until about 3 o'clock when I get home. Still nothing. So that's when I'm told that the Phillies are out on Syndergaard. Because this is after the Mars deal is done. And it would have made a lot more sense to just do one deal, Marsh and Syndergaard for Ohapi, um, Moniak, and the second prospect in uh, in the Syndergaard deal. So it's probably close to 3.30 now. I'm told that the Phillies are out on Syndergaard. I tweet it, and I – in that – maybe not in that same tweet. I don't remember, but that's when – that's when one of the national guys tweets out that the Phillies and Blue Jays are like the finalists or the two still in on Syndergaard. So I quote tweet that saying, this is probably not accurate. The Blue Jays had the better package, like something like that. And then, and then I was told by the same source that the Phillies are in talks with the Giants discussing Carlos Rodon. And the two names that have definitely come up that the Giants are definitely asking for was Mick Abel and Johan Rojas. They love Rojas, and Mick Abel would have been the headliner. I don't think any deal would have been complete without either one of those two. And the Giants were also looking for a third prospect. The third prospect wasn't named, but it could have been Mitch McGarry, could have been Eric Miller. I think they could have gotten the deal done with Miller. Uh, along with the first two guys. So that's when I tweet that out. Fast forward to about 5.45 or 5.50, breaking. Phillies acquire Syndergaard from Angels in exchange for Moniac and second prospect. And that's when I start talking to my source again. I'm like, hey, what happened here? Hey, he bud. goes, my, yeah, he's like, hey, my bad. I'm trying to figure that out now. So he texts me, oh, oh he, he text me about two hours later. And then so I found out that the deal with Toronto fizzled out. Something fell through. Not exactly sure what it is. Didn't ask. Do we know what but, the package was that Toronto was going to give to the Angels for Syndergaard? We do not. Okay. But uh, I was told that L.A. came back and said, you know, he came, they came back to Dombrowski and they were able to figure it out, whether it was lowering the cost on prospects, whether it was, you know, something else. I'm pretty sure it was lowering the cost on prospects because the Toronto deal fell through. Mm-hmm. And the Phillies were basically their only suitor left. Um, Makes sense. Yeah. You wanted so, to, I'm assuming for LA, you just wanted to get that contract. Yeah, you want to get something back rental him, right? and get something back. Yeah. Yeah, you know he's going to walk. You want to get something back for him, and you end up getting a 4A player in Mickey Moniak. Whether you can do something. A 4A player. (laughs) Well, it's like you traded Marshall and got Moniak, which is kind of funny. I mean, they're basically the same player. Moniak's just two years younger and probably a little bit more raw. No, Moniak's older, actually. Moniak is Marshall 20. Moniak's 20. Is he? 
Mar- Mar- Brendan Marsh is uh he's 24 he's and he's 24. actually he's four months younger four months. than Stott. Oh. Was Marsh a, I know he was a second rounder. Was he a college guy? Uh off the top of my head, Probably I do not. Probably not. I he's don't know. Yeah, he's only 24. He he entered that, yeah, but sense. he well he he's been in the league since he was 22. Like he he's similar to like Moniac how like So it didn't go Probably didn't go to school. Uh, maybe it would have been then. Because if you could draft it at 21. If you go to college, you could draft it at 20 or 21. He could have went to JUCO. Yeah. yeah, and he could have done a yeah. JUCO. Yeah, yeah, it make, yeah, definitely makes sense. Because normally high school guys drafted at 18, 19. It's four years, years or so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so that was my story with uh, Guard. So shout out to everyone on Twitter just kind of flaming me, telling me that, <laughs> that I fucking suck. To one of them. That was <laughs> oh someone God. tagged like old takes exposed on one of my tweets, and I replied like this would actually be pretty sick. Um, but yeah, that's that's wow. what I got. That was the rundown. Um, wow, they were both so Moniac and Marsh were both fun fact were both drafted in the 2016 MLB draft. Oh, Marsh was drafted in the second round, and he actually committed to Kennesaw State University to play ball. But he decommitted to uh, once he got drafted by the Angels. Uh, but he's from Georgia. So, so bigger prospect amidst the draft that was just yeah. I mean, he's second bad. rounder, second round. I mean, like, out of high baseball, school. Yeah, no, out of high school. Yeah, and and you know, probably could have gone in the first, but they didn't know whether he would sign or yeah. not. Uh, yeah. So yeah, maybe Kennesaw something State like that. isn't huge, but they're decent. Yeah, for, for I've literally never heard yeah. of Kennesaw State. So. I think yeah, Joey they're they're in Georgia. The B got Joey B on the Giants. I'm pretty sure one. Joey Bart, or, yeah. Joey Bart. Yeah, yeah. Is that not Wichita State? Oh no, that's where I No, yeah, that's where I'm at. Yeah. Wichita State. No, uh, but uh I think in the end the Phillies got what they wanted. They got a number three starter. Um, I think that which is huge, which is huge. I think that Absolutely. like honestly, like getting Noah Syndergaard, like who would have thought Noah Syndergaard would have ever ended up on the Phillies? Where's and, Matt Harvey? I mean, we got Seth <laughs> too. I mean, you know, it, it, it's 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 incredible. Um, Just wait and, until they sign Degrom in the in the winter. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, he's gonna <laughs> opt out. Hilarious. He's already said. He's already That's said. That's what my sources say. No, not actually. <laughs> I'm no, but no, it, it actually he has said that I, he is most likely going to going to uh, Atlanta, right? Yeah, that's what he's going to opt out for sure. Yeah, for sure he's opting out. I, I mean, don't know why he's going to do that. I, I mean, I don't know how much he's getting paid, but he's making his first start tonight since like COVID. So yeah, it's an opt-in. Is that a, the opt-in's got to be in the teens? He also loves the South. I mean, he's from Florida. He he played for yeah. Stetson. You know, like. Tired he probably of, of the Mets, maybe. And you've been he's probably in, tired of the Mets. There. Yeah, dude, Queens Michael is Sachs, cursed. Who knows? Queens is cursed. Queens is cursed. I've been saying it for years. Queens but... is cursed. They will buy all of this podcast Twitter account. Queens is cursed. <laughs> that's my Actually, new... that's just what we're going to change our podcast. Queens is cursed. <laughs> Everyone is thinks cursed. it's a Mets, like, Mets pod. It's clearly not. It's <laughs> shit on the Mets pod. <laughs> it, it pretty much is. It pretty much is, to be just... fair, but. You know, I'm so excited to see where the next two months go. I obviously do have some concerns on Brandon Marsh if he's going to grow as much as you know we hope him to. Maybe the new we just need him to bat ninth and play good defense. Yeah, I mean that's true. That's That's all they need. That's true. Especially as hitters come back. And I'm just hoping Thor. Yeah, like they're going to get Harper back. They're going to get Segura back. They didn't need to go out and. Get too, too much. They didn't need yeah, to do too much. They didn't need to do all that. I mm-hmm. think they up, they upgraded the defense. They got uh, Syndergaard to hold down a spot in their rotation, which you know we all know Zach Eflin can't do. If he yeah, because he got put on the sixty day IL today. He's, yeah. he's not going to pitch again this year. I, I don't. I don't think so. Like realistically, yeah, it doesn't. Him and that bruised knee. It's a uh, yeah. killer. I feel that. awful for him, but at the same time, it's just completely it's frustrating that you have this pitcher. Exactly. He plays a non-contact sport. 
and has some like congenitive knee thing that he can. I don't know. Edmundo Sosa, Sosa might have something to say to that. I mean, the umpires are tech- umpiring is technically a non-contact oh, job. He's doing yeah, that dude target got practice in the head. That guy so, probably hasn't come back since. No, put him in the military with those sniper skills. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> But but no, like the thing is, I think it's interesting because if Eflin does come back miraculously at some point, I don't know what'll really happen. Yeah, like 2031. <laughs> no, but like if he does come back, pitch a little bit, and the Phillies make like a decent run in the playoffs, there's gonna be a competition, I think. I think the Phillies realistically will try to re-sign either Cindergaard or Eflin, depending on you know their feelings for them, their performance throughout the rest of the season. I think that'll definitely determine if he comes back in if if basically if Cindergard is a rental or if he comes back. I don't mind if he's a rental if something else changes in the offseason because I again I don't have hugely high hopes for him. I think we'll be steady and hopefully I know Gibson coming to Philly is a different type of pitcher, obviously. I mm-hmm. think he still throws kind of hard, but Gibson coming to Philly after the deadline struggled. And he's been decent this year, but struggled yeah. because Look, we don't have the defense, and whatever happened kind of just happened. You know, he didn't pitch well, but is this and, – and just question to you guys, is it is it actually a one-year, $21 million deal that he got, or was it two of something before he had gotten hurt? No, it was, just, it was just – it was just the one. And Did since, he sign it after the lockout, and he got $21 no, million? No. No, he, he, it was it was before because he he rejected the qualifying offer from the Mets, which means that the oh, okay. Angels the Angels couldn't to, give him pay more. They they couldn't give him a qualifying offer for next year because he already had rejected mm. one prior. Okay, gotcha. so that's how that works. And now it's like he's going to actually have to sign a contract, like whatever it may be, whether it's another one year or if it's multiple years. But honestly, just from his performance over the last few years. He his velocity is on one year contracts until he comes yeah. otherwise, and, and that, that's maybe, a lot of maybe. money too or, for a guy with a three eight year injury. Yeah, no, all mm-hmm. I'm saying is like it's either he takes one year contracts for like high money if he can get someone to do that, but I honestly think that his value has gone so has gone down low enough to the point where I think the Phillies could sign him for like maybe like three years for a a lot less money, like a three-year, 30, 30 million. million. Yeah. yeah. Like, I honestly think that they – because, like, I don't think he's more val- – I don't think he's – I don't think you can honestly justify giving him more than $10 million to pitch it in your rotation just because of the injuries. I mean, Another he's been durable that, this year, but I don't know. Another thing to keep in mind with Syndergaard is the Angels have been using a six-man rotation the entire year. So uh, instead of pitching once every five days, he pitches once every six days. Yeah, and so he's actually supposed to pitch tonight, you know. I, d- I didn't know that. Was he on schedule to pitch tonight? He, he's scheduled to pitch tonight for the Angels, and I think he's – I don't know if he got removed, um, but I if he's – I would hope so. He plays for the Phillies now. <laughs> I, I, I know. No, but it, it's just – no, but it's, like, hilarious because te- they said that Syndergaard wasn't going to report to the Phillies until two days from now, so August 4th, and Gene Segura is coming back. It's confirmed that he's going to return August 4th as well. So they're basically going to get both. Yeah, so they took him out. He's not pitching tonight. They put in um, – Nice. They put Jose Suarez in to pitch for the Angels tonight. So, yeah. So they It'll be interesting to do whatever that website is that, you know, I was noodle around on it for way too long. Fangraphs or StatCast, whatever the one is yeah. with the pitchers, there's a bunch of them, and they do the whole breakdown of the velo and the velo changes and the hit changes. On It'll be fun to look at that and see, like, I, obviously the velo is down and he's been hurt, but, like, what the, you know, can he still be – hopefully an effective pitcher and a different pitcher. You know, is he going to contact more? Is he not? Is he strike out? Like, he, he's he's gone. There? He's gone to more contact. Has he? Which, yeah, he has. And and the thing is, that's a little bit worrisome because defensively behind him, <laughs> you know, the only gold yeah. glover you have is Alec Bohm. That's the only yes. guy. Yeah. The only yeah. gold glover is Alec Bohm in, in the Shoot infield. Gold glover. If it's not getting hit to the hot corner, you might as well – you might as well pray to God that it that it gets actually, it. Actually, actually, it's a platinum Glover now. We're platinum Glover. Gold. Oh. We're past <laughs> that Mickey Mouse gold glove stuff. He's, it's <laughs> no more Mickey Mouse gold. 
all for God's yeah, we're, we're, we're shooting that. We're shooting for away above gold now. Yeah, it is. you th- you thought Mike Schmidt, you thought Mike Schmidt was going to be the best third baseman in Philly's history? Lies. Alec Alec Bohm, my friend, is the giraffe. The Philly's giraffe. daycare. <laughs> the petting zoo. <laughs> it's the mental ward with Alec Bohm. It makes an error, and it's just the waterworks. Until At least he eventually quivering. signs with like the most irrelevant team in. Oh, well, sign with Seattle or like, dude, I can see more than one I can see. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's gonna be like, oh, Cincinnati was absolute shit last year. Give me four years. <laughs> They've got garbage. no games on national TV. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. That's where I want to be. Sounds like Ben Simmons. My, Three hundred people yeah. go to games in Miami. I'll take one mil. Yeah, <laughs> one mil per game. <laughs> Seriously, uh, the baseball right. team is relocating to London. Sign me up. Sign me up. Tell me know what I will, I will play and manage the team. <laughs> That's what we love to see. We need the player manager to come back. Besides, it, it there's no reason manager. Game Kepler. <laughs> Listen. There's no reason managers oh, no should be wearing a unit. He could. <laughs> the dude is ripped. Oh, my God. Yeah, that dude is not want to mess with him. Yeah, would not want to mess with him. Dude, imagine if you just bumped into him and you spill his wheat grass I, I feel shake. like Billy Rob can take him up. Rob <laughs> Thompson. Billy, who? Rob Thompson. Oh, 100%, dude. I've never although, seen although Rob like, would swing and just like no one's there. Dude, dude, Rob uh, Thompson. Dude, I'm that sure fedora. Rob knows, like, what, that's a what, dangerous uh, man. It is. Yeah, dude, that fedora that Rob Thompson wears, like, he kills it. He killed it. Um, so I think more, more or less, we need to talk about uh, the the probably the sports biggest trade of like God knows how long. Uh, which is the Juan Soto trade. I think we got to touch on that at the very least. I know it's not which Philly. one, the first one or the second one? Uh, both probably the first okay. and the second trade because I mean, honestly, it is really like it's if like Luka Doncic got traded, you know, it is right. or or a John, you know, just comparison wise for yeah, all our millions of viewers that don't, you know, don't know baseball, we're kind of introducing a new thing to them because we're, you know. Yeah, bringing baseball. Speaking of which, we said uh, we had the most listens on our last episode. In like two Did we? Hey, most Idaho's listens tuning last in. episode. Let's go. Who's I was definitely in? not tuning in. <laughs> I think it, you know. May, did anyone's Far parent wide. decide to listen in besides us? No, I don't oh, think my parents listen. <laughs> <to be honest. laughs> oh man, but uh, for listeners who don't know, the first trade that was going to happen. <laughs> was Josh Bell and Juan Soto to the Padres for C.J. Abrams, Robert Hassel III, uh, was Gore. it Eric, Eric Hosmer? Um, Mackenzie Gore. Oh, Mackenzie Gore, the other big, the other big MLB ready guy. Um, and I think it was one other prospect as well. Uh, there were two not- other prospects. Three of the prospects are in the top 25. Gore's MLB ready. Yeah. Uh, like in he's the league already for the Padres. What? He's already he's already pitched in a bunch of games. Oh yeah, uh, he's top, injured. He's injured right now though. Gore. Top twenty-five prospects in in like baseball or in the Padres. In baseball. In in baseball. In baseball. So, they, legit, they, legit. Um. Yeah, he was the best. He was ranked as the number one uh, left-handed pitching prospect coming into this season. Yeah. Oh boy. Okay. Yeah. I just no. want to, like the Nationals aren't like obviously they're gonna suck because they have twenty. 18 Phillies for this year <laughs> and probably next year, but they don't care. I'm like 2025. 20, like, this isn't going to be a really long process. They're going to yeah. get a really good pick in next year's draft, which is apparently oh, yeah. pretty good. It's, yeah, it's insane. Have, like, they from last year's deadline when they did the Turner Scherzer deal, they got a stud catcher, they got a really good pitcher, mm-hmm. Josiah Gray. And they got a handful, not a handful, but they got like two or three other really good pieces. And they did the same exact thing this uh, this deadline. So 
Yeah. Like they we're just not been selling like every a, year. Yeah, we're not looking at a six or seven year product. Like this is gonna be quick. It's gonna be probably only three years. I, maybe. Yeah, three years. That's exactly it, what I was It's not thinking. like these guys are nineteen years old and single like these guys are double and triple A players and you know, that's why they keep signing a lot of guys to one year deals because it's not gonna be a long turnaround. No, yeah. granted, once they get to the major leagues, it's gonna take a few of them to hit uh, a few of them a while to hit their stride just because there there is always that learning curve, but like once these guys get going a little bit, like they have a really, really good core of prospects yeah. and that's it's, true. It's not gonna be and a that'll attract where they're about I would to assume top. not to cut you off, but that will attract free agents, right? Like it's not a small yeah. market. No, no, it's not. They have they have a lot they have of money, money to play spend with. out. Yeah. Today, yeah. today definitely hurts for them because they trade Juan Soto, who has no. I still think he's ridiculous. I but if you're the Padres, I just don't know why you would trade for him unless you either number one plan to trade him away or number two are so extremely confident that you can sign him to a long term deal. You have to because be. it's so extremely well known that he's going to go to free agency. Yeah. He's, he's going to free agency, and depending in two how he years, goes, he still in he still years. has two years to make more money. He probably wants to start at five hundred mil. Like if they if the Padres offered him a contract right now, they they can't afford it. Would be five hundred mil. Yeah, I know. I That's know the thing too. I mean, how much money is is being spent on the Padres? Well, no, Machado you have Manny Machado, Tatis, exactly. you have Musgrove, who just got a hundred million dollar contract, like. There is no way that they can afford to pay Juan Soto a 10-year or a $13 million or 13-year $500 million contract. Because like, you can't you that's, can't that's at least that. like that's at least if you yeah, look, exactly if you look two years in the future, it's probably two more all-star games, probably an MVP. Yeah, probably at least one silver slugger. Like this dude, every time he steps on the field, he's adding like 10 mil more to his Total contract. It's almost yeah, it's worse for them ridiculous. if he goes short too. If he says, "I want eight years and three hundred million," and then it's anyway you put he's, it, he's it's gonna get so much money one. you can't spread it out exactly. But yeah. like we need to, I'm assuming if the Padres find some way to spread it out, or else you're you know maybe you'll be good, but you are still so ridiculously. It's not football. It's not basketball where Juan Soto alone will win you games. I mean, you know that yeah. with the Nationals, you're so ridiculously top heavy at that point. You guys better be good, but I I respect them going for it. But like you guys, yeah, you guys better have them in three years, and you better be really damn good. And like it, winning it's that re- it's really interesting what AJ Preller did because not only did he get Josh Bell and Juan Soto, he also got a a, a few like prospects and players at the same time with other trades. He also traded for two more major league catchers. At the same time, when he already has two major league catchers on the roster with Alfaro and Nola, so I'm just like, and those guys have why been are you... good. Yeah, they've been good. They've actually like Alfaro has been really, you know, really stepping good. into his own there. But I just kind of want to read off like what the initial trade was for Josh Bell and Juan Soto. So it was uh, C.J. Abrams, Mackenzie Gore, uh, Eric Hosmer, Robert Hassel the third, James Wood. And Harlan Susana uh, were were the was the original trade those six guys. But obviously, what ended up happening was Eric Hosmer has a no trade clause in his ridiculous contract that he signed back in 2018 or 2017. And one of the ten teams in his no trade clause was the Nationals. So can't imagine why. Uh, but. You know, he didn't want to. He didn't want to go to DC. He said no to the trade because he had to be. Cons- they had to, you know, get his consent to. to the trade. Yeah, he said no, and apparently, after he said no, and there was basically the Padres are scrambling how to make this deal work. But there were apparently some rumors that they were already prepared if he did say no because they knew that he had the no trade clause. Apparently, trade him somewhere else. They trade him somewhere else. And what other better place than a club that needs a first baseman like the Red Sox? Exactly. So they traded him to the Red Sox. That worked out. But, you know, apparently Hosmer has actually been not 
people oh, have not shit. been a fan of him in the clubhouse. Well, it can't. That's what I'm saying. It can't be like very pleasant if, hey man, can you be the last piece to you know make this historic trade go through? Fuck you, management. I'm not going to the Nationals. Well, he then you he have was, to get rid of them because they signed him. So awkward. I know they signed him to be their cornerstone to build the team around him, and this trade is hugely insulting to him for sure. But the thing Josh is, Josh Bell's pe- pretty good. Josh no, he's Bell's better than him. Player, Josh Bell is yeah. better than him. He's yeah. cheaper, and, right? And the, yeah, he is cheaper. And and there the thing go. is, and the thing about Hosmer is that apparently before the trade even happened, a lot of people didn't like him in the locker room. Apparently, he was not very well liked in San Diego. It's probably because his shortstop has the yips and flings the ball at the ground every time he gets it. So he's constantly <laughs> saving his ass. But yeah, that which is, is an all- interesting point. Yeah, so, like, I honestly think that, you know, he's been known, apparently, to not be the most, like, the greatest teammate. So, I think that, you know, in the end, he's going to finish out his twilight years in Boston, and I'm okay with that. <laughs> At Boston the end of the day, apparently is a small market team now. Yeah. yeah. Ever it's since tough. they hired Kime Bloom, like, what are you going to do? I like saw a the, tweet after they traded Mookie Betts, and now the now that the Red Sox have traded an elite once in a generation kind of player, they mm-hmm. can afford to go out and sign an elite once in a generation outfielder. <laughs> My God, dude! I honestly thought that Martinez, Bradley, Bogerts, and um, Devers were all gonna go at this deadline. I thought I really Devers thought- was really gonna go. I honestly what, did you don't. hear anything? Because you kept asking yeah. about. No, no, no. I did. Like I was, I was, I was reading some stuff from like some verified people that were saying that like they're shopping Devers because he only has one more year of team control, and they don't want to well, pay. That just like, means they don't want to pay him. Well, no, no, yeah, but like that's Heim Bloom who doesn't want to pay him. They have the money to pay him. They could do it. Same with well, Bogus, but they're I but they're not going to do it. Maybe his analytics aren't good or whatever. That I don't know. Maybe they will keep him a- after all. Like, maybe something happens in the offseason. But the thing is, you know, I really – because, like, I was hearing some rumors because, like, you know, obviously Dombrowski has the Boston connection, the Detroit connection. I really thought that there was going to be something there. And when it came to relievers this offseason, this uh, trade deadline, mm-hmm. the Tigers had so many relievers that they put on the trade block I well, honestly they thought they didn't trade, trade any of them. Yeah, they the traded Tigers only one. Like, hey, they only traded the one. On us. I know they only traded one. Michael Fulmer was the only guy that got traded from the Tigers. During and they the traded Vanderbilt? them in the division too. Yeah, they traded him in the division to the I Twins. Think I think I was like uh, thinking about Carson Fulmer. Carson Fulmer. Okay. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. Uh, yeah, Carson Fulmer. Glasses. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who I don't think is even Plus. in the league anymore. Um, I've liked him a lot, dude. Yeah. I mean, anyways, I forget where he went. I, I, I think he was with the White the Sox. He was with the White was Sox. The, was the White Sox? Yeah, yeah I remember. Him. I remember him being with the White Sox, but in making his debut, I think. But after that, I don't remember. I don't think. Any, I don't know what happened to him. But you know, for our listeners, the person that ended up replacing uh, Hosmer in the trade finally was Luke Voigt. And I and I thought Twitter basically blew up because it was because it was literally like wow, Eric Cosmer got Luke Voigt traded to a last place team. They need a fight immediately. Like we 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 need a brawl right now because of that. <laughs> I'm not fighting Luke Voigt, dude. Luke Voigt would, would absolutely destroy Eric Cosmer. I mean, no Eric Hosmer's a big well, Eric guy. Eric Hosmer is built like a stick. He's he's yeah. a tall guy, but he's got he weighs like thirty pounds. Yeah. So, no. Bam, bam, bam. Luke Luke Voigt was literally when he was the home run leader was the second coming of the Bambino. I was honestly shocked that he didn't get a bigger role. Um, who was that other guy that they had? It was like Luke Voigt and um, Greg the Bird. other. No, not Greg Bird. It was it was like they, they looked like they were brothers. They were like the Bash brothers and they were like Frank. in what city? Talkman. Talkman. That's what I'm talking about. Mike Talkman. During the uh, 2020 okay. season, it was like 2019 and 2020. It was like Luke Boy and Talkman for the Yankees. And they were like these just massive dudes that just like 
you know, hit dingers. Like that's all it is. Like that one, that one kid from like the Little League World Series is like, my name is yeah. yada yada. I oh yeah, his, I forget his name. It was like Al. Big Al, yeah. Yeah, Big, Big Al, Al. I hit dingers. Yeah, <laughs> I'm Big Al, and I hit dingers. <laughs> oh my god, I could watch that video like on repeat forever. <laughs> That kid uh, actually grew up to be Kyle Schwarber. I don't know if you guys knew that. <laughs> oh my God, Big Al! I'm gonna call Kyle Schwarber Big Al from now on. Not a bad. I'm name. sure he'd really appreciate it. <laughs> I'm sure he would too if I ever got to meet him. Um, so, any other big trade deadline things that we we need to highlight? We need to talk about. Hmm. Are you guys upset about not getting Rodon? Or are you okay with it? Not really. Because he, he can opt out. And if, yeah. he cost, if he cost Abel and Rojas, I don't think Rojas is going to be anything special, to be honest. I used to be no. really high on him. But he's I, having, think, I think it, yeah. Yeah, I, I just – I think he'll be a nice player. Like, I don't think he'll be anything to that. Like, if they traded him today, I would have been like, you know, whatever. it's the price you had to pay, whatever. He'll be a decent major leaguer. But um, looking at Abel, I am still pretty high on him. Not yeah. as high as I used to be. I think Painter is the gem. Of the yeah, Pain- right Painter is 100% the gem. Yeah. So, uh, just in my opinion, like, losing Painter uh, – or, sorry, losing Abel, that would have sucked. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, especially with someone who could definitely be a rental. I read that is uh, that Rodon's uh, opt out or clause or whatever next year uh, would be twenty two and a half mil. So yeah. that's I don't know if he would opt into that. Yeah, I don't know if he would opt into that considering the season that he's having now. I feel like the Phillies. Someone tweeted this at me that if the Phillies were the, the all right, I keep stuttering. If the Phillies acquired him, they could have promised him an extension and they made the playoffs. Yeah. And that was, I don't know, that's just interesting. Um, I, yeah. I actually never heard that before. But, yeah, I, I don't know what you guys think about uh, Rodon. I don't know. I, I think that the safer bet um, was Syndergaard, and I think that he has more resignability than Rodon does. Obviously, it depends on like if Syndergaard likes Philly or if Rodon likes Philly. I mean, we Rodon never really played too much in Philly, if at all, because he was with the White Sox for so long, and we didn't really play the White Sox for that much. Obviously, Syndergaard is very familiar with Philadelphia, but. You know, like he just posted on uh, Syndergaard on his uh, Twitter yeah, the, the video, fanatic, right? yeah, the video of him stealing the fanatics, uh, uh, you know, you know, uh, four wheeler and just riding it ATV. around. There you go. And, yeah, ATV. And he's like, I think we, I did. I think his quote was like, I think we got to smash some beef. Um, huh. was what he. I uh, mean, hold yeah, up, plenty like, of beef to uh to smash or like New York when he has to play them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He says, "Well, this is awkward." Mostly with the media. Mostly with yeah. the. He has like one person in his bio. I forget, like Pat Connor, he still wants to be out of New York or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know who it is. Uh, that's funny. Yeah. Uh, running, running short on time here. So. Uh, yeah. Do we uh, have any last final thoughts to wrap up, other than Alec Bohm's platinum Glover and the Blazers winning the World Series the next five years? Yeah, uh, Alec yeah. best player I mean, in the world. Honestly, like I, I got nothing. I got nothing. Yeah, I got nothing better to say besides uh, Alec Bohm is the number one player in baseball. He's better than Shohei Otani and Mike Trout. And Juan Soto. Great and Juan Soto. Him. Yeah, honestly, dude's hitting four thirty four in the past month and a half. So it's like yeah, I'm one NL player of the month. That's put an asterisk next to it. That's dude, it, guess who it was? It was freaking Austin Riley. The dude, it literally in the division, and who just got a two hundred and twelve uh, million dollar extension. That's probably what Bohm's gonna ask for. Actually, no, <laughs> at the not. end of the year. Yeah, he's gonna be like, "I'm gonna give you guys one chance to resign me, and if not, I'm just gonna take one year deals with absolute shit organizations." 
<laughs> well, uh, let's hope that uh, we can make uh, Alec Bohm uh, freaking love this place instead of freaking hate this place. Mm. So maybe if we get to the playoffs, he'll like it a little bit. <laughs> yeah, that'd be, uh, be pretty good. I just hope he's not like a deer in the headlights in his, like, his first postseason at bat. Oh, yeah. I think like, I'm, if he has to I'm face DeGrom in like, the bottom of the first inning. Who, by the he way, just made a plus. comeback. DeGrom just made his major league debut this year in the 2020. Yeah, 3.0. Yeah, he just he struck out like uh, he pitched 5.2. Oh, he's facing the Nationals. And they're the yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it's basically a rehab assignment. Yeah, exactly. The trip, yeah, and the yeah, Nationals brought is. up like five AAA guys today. So, but anyway. How about the right fielder for the Nationals tonight? How would you like to be playing right field for the Nats? Oh. <laughs> who knows? Who knows? All right, guys. This has been a great episode. Thanks for listening. This is the 215 Seamer Podcast. Peace.